0: What absolutely breaks my heart is that there are people in this world who have actually stepped out in faith to fulfill their calling to serve this world. And now they're overwhelmed, they're burnout, they're questioning the sustainability of their organization. They're wondering, has, have they done more harm than good possibly? And they're just completely confused to why they were given a calling if they weren't also going to be given the support needed to sustain that calling. And this breaks my heart because this was me. This is how I felt. And after going from struggling nonprofit developer to scaling my program nationwide and then being a nonprofit consultant, what I did find is that most nonprofit founders have the same themes of barriers. So today what I want to do is go through the three barriers that are most common for nonprofit founders and the most limiting, and then also give you some practical ways that you can eliminate those barriers. All right, let's talk about it. Welcome to episode 32 of For Purpose Live where I help you get clear get focused, and be impactful by showing you how you can step into the calling that you have been given without taking on that common narrative that nonprofits need to struggle. That's right. Together, we can get you in your sweet spot using the talents and strengths that you have been given to serve this world and to build a movement for your cause and your mission simply by living for purpose on purpose. I am Rebecca Britt, your host, and today we are talking about common barriers that nonprofit founders face and giving you some practical tools to address those. All right, so before we get started, I just launched my free web class that is the top three secrets to running a thriving nonprofit without killing yourself. So if you feel like you've stepped out in your calling, you've stepped out in faith, and now this is hard and you're overwhelmed and you don't know where to go next and you're burnt out. And this wasn't what you thought this was going to be. Then I think you can really benefit from this free web class. You can get immediate access. Go to forpurposelive.com slash secrets and you can watch that today. All right, let's dive into the barriers. The first barrier is being too nice. I know, you wouldn't think that this was like a huge barrier, common barrier, but most nonprofit directors that I work with are too nice. Meaning, what what that means is they don't know how to say no, Um, they feel like because they've been called to serve that they have to serve, meaning they have to serve everyone They have to serve the parents of the kids in their program. They have to serve their funders and sponsors. They have to serve the mission, the population that they said they'd serve. They have to say yes to everyone because, you know, they're a nonprofit and of course we can help and they're completely inclusive. And it gets too much, right? Because you weren't actually called to serve all of those people. You were not called to serve the whole world and to deal with every single person's problems and every single thing. You were called to serve a specific population. You were called to a specific cause and it is you that has a vision or an idea of how you can serve that cause. So you need to get dialed in on how do we serve that cause? How do we accomplish our mission? And then stay laser focused. And staying laser focused means having structure And saying no to anything that's outside that mission and everything that's outside the key activities that you set forth that you said are what's going to accomplish your mission. So that does mean like maybe saying no, and it may mean turning people down and it may mean saying that you're not going to have programming for a certain population or that you're not going to start a new program or that a funder that wants you to do something that you're like, you know what, it's not aligned with the mission. It's going to take up a huge bunch of our time. And yeah, we're getting some money for it. But at the end of the day, it doesn't push our mission forward. And that's where I really feel like people start getting the the resentfulness or the burnout or the what am I even doing this for because they find themselves not doing the thing that they were called to do. You've got to not be too nice. You have to worry more about the mission you have to worry more about the population that you came out that you said you were serving that you are taking donor dollars to serve you have to worry more about them in your mission that's your duty that you you said that that's the mission that's what you're going to do right so you have to do it you know you if you're going to have all the confidence and the faith and the amazing ambition to step out and be a nonprofit founder then you need to have the amazing ambition to stay focused and lead people and that might mean when people come at you saying hey this is a good idea or hey can you change your schedule around cuz this is what works for me or hey i think that maybe we should expand the mission to this or to, that you say like you listen Great ideas. Okay, let's think about it. Let's evaluate it based on what we said we were going to do. Let's evaluate it based on the mission. Is this going to be highly impactful towards achieving our mission? Do we have the resources to do it? You pause and then you go, you know what? This is what we said we were going to do. I'm going to stay laser focused. So we're not going to be able to take that on right now, or it's just not mission aligned. Maybe you can find another organization where it is mission aligned. And you keep trailblazing forward. And the more focus you get, and the more you get clear and put up those boundaries, people will stop coming to you. You're not going to get all of the different suggestions that are outside of your mission or not related to exactly what you were called to do because you've set up this boundary where you're just not attracting that anymore. Like people see that you're laser focused, that you're clear that you're moving in a certain direction. So you won't have that anymore, but it starts with strengthening that muscle of being able to be laser focused. And of course, you're always going to put that in like a, hey, the reason why we can't do this is because we have to be accountable to our mission. We have to be accountable to the population that we say we're serving. And to do that, I've got to focus on this stuff. So me saying yes to you right now would actually be saying no to 10 more kids in our program. I can't do that. And people would be like, I get that. You know, you're on a mission. So then once you're on a mission and you keep doing that, you keep being super clear and you show other people how you can stay laser focused, then you start attracting the right people, the people that only want to do the things that you say are going to change the population situation or um, the change that you want to see your mission. You're going to see people come alongside of you. You're going to build that movement, but it's not you going like, Oh, and being influenced. It's you being the leader. You are the influencer. No, that a, those are great ideas that you have. Go start your own nonprofit. We are moving forward in these ways. And I hope that you want to join us. If not, that's cool. Okay. Never, ever, ever let the fear of losing some people keep you from doing your mission fully. Because the only way that you're going to wake up and be like, wow, I have a whole bunch of people around me that are supporting me and board members that know what they're doing. And I have volunteers that know what they're doing. And I have participants that know exactly what they can expect and the only way you're w- going to wake up and have that situation is if you were clear, you knew what you were doing, you had boundaries, you held people accountable, you paved the way. You've got to do it for the first few times, have it be a little uncomfortable. Hey, I know that I was kind of unclear on this, but blame it on yourself. I know that I've been unclear on this in the past and I kind of let us do these extra activities on the weekends, but they're not really mission related. I We're going to cut those. I know they're near and dear to your heart hope this doesn't mean that you're not going to volunteer anymore, but we've got to get back on track with our mission and make sure that we're doing high return on investment activities. So I know that you can understand that. Then you have peeled away volunteers that don't belong and you have peeled away uh, programming or events or things that are taking up your time that don't belong. So The more you do that, the more you're just like, oh, everybody's just like, oh, that's just what, this is what they do. And you will attract all of the right people for your mission. Okay. So number two, the second barrier that most nonprofit founders face is lack of organization and planning. How many of you have thought to yourself, oh, actually we have all of those things, those standard operating procedures and how we run and the rules and all of that. We have all of that, but it's, it just lives in my head. I have heard that so many times and I'm like, you know what, that isn't good enough. If it lives in your head, it's not fair to your volunteers. I mean, get it out of your head. And I know you're like, oh, I might not have time and I don't know where to start. And I don't know how to do a standard operating procedure. I don't know how to do planning. And it's scary and a big, open a Google doc and just start, start writing out what's your process for some of your things start with your planning. You need to start with a structured planning process. How often do you do your planning? You should do it annually. And then you should look at that, how you're um, actually fulfilling that plan every quarter and then learn from it and change things and be accountable to your mission. So you just start by figuring out, make sure you know what you're doing, right? what are we doing here? Does your mission good. Does your mission say a desired result you're trying to achieve for a particular population? It should. So what's your mission? What is going to get you there? What are your programs that help you achieve your mission? Or, you know, what are the vehicles that you're going to get to achieve your mission? Then, you go through and figure out what are indicators for success? Like how do we know that we're doing good? Is it 10 new kids in the program this year? Is it 80% of them are developing life skills? What are your key performance indicators for the things that you say you're gonna do? And then based off those key performance indicators, what key activities do you need to focus on to get those done? So if you're gonna enroll 10 kids, what key activities do you need to do? You need to go make strategic partnerships, you need to outreach, you need to do a social media campaign, okay? So for every KPI, you need to have key activities that are gonna get you there. And then at least you have written down in a document all of the things that you're doing, what you do, for who, how you're gonna get there, how you're gonna hold yourself accountable. And if you have that all written out and you do it annually, not only do you feel more clear, but now you have a document that you can hand to anyone that's interested in your organization, anybody that's interested in funding. And you're like, Hey, we have our stuff together. We thought about this stuff. We thought about the change we're trying to make. We talked about how we're going to measure success and how we're going to get there, and it's all written out in an easy to read way an easy to understand way. And really <laughs> this is an exercise for you as a founder, because if you don't have this down, nobody will because there's plenty of founders that have that level of clarity. They have those documents. They have their elevator pitch. They know their values. They know what sets them apart. They know all of this stuff and they still have a hard time getting buy-in just because people are busy and you know, it's hard to get people's attention to really understand what you're doing and how you're being impactful and why they should care about it. So the least thing that you need to do The first step is you need to be clear because I'm telling you, if you are not clear and you can't rattle this stuff off exactly what your programs are doing, how you're tracking them, why they matter, how they move the needle on your mission, if you can't rattle that stuff off easy, like you live and breathe it and you don't have it in a document that you can hand to somebody, then... Your volunteers, your staff, your funders. They're like, yeah, they kind of sold me on this thing. This one time that they're kind of doing. It's not like something that they just know it's solid. It's on your website. You have it in that document. Okay. This is what I do for a lot of people. I do these intensive four hour sessions where we get really clear and we, you know, I'm reinventing the strategic planning process. If you know anything about me, I hate the old strategic planning process with SWOT and competitive analysis and all of this stuff that at the end of the day, a nonprofit founder doesn't have any time for and probably isn't going to actually apply. Like, okay, it's nice to know the landscape, but we don't really apply that to our daily program. So What I've done is reinvented the strategic planning process and I create an impact roadmap with people. And that impact roadmap lays out exactly what I just talked about in this nice uh, document that looks professional and I give it to people in a template so that they can just update it every year. Okay, really, really important to have that. Get organized, okay? Get your impact roadmap done, open a Google Doc and just start, okay? The third barrier that I see is nonprofit directors think that they should know it all. Their board starts telling them what they need to do. They start hearing about what good nonprofits have like, oh, you need to do fundraising and oh, you need accounting and oh, you need marketing and oh, you need all of these strategic partnerships and grants and all of this stuff And the nonprofit director just slowly piles all this stuff on top of their to-do list of things that they, I guess they were supposed to know how to do all of that. I guess they were supposed to, okay. So now the, uh, executive director or the founder jumps into like, I'm going to develop our impact roadmap. I'm going to develop our impact report. I'm going to develop our social media campaign. I'm going to develop our bylaws. I'm going to develop our onboarding process. I'm going to develop all of these things. Right. And then what happens? Like three years go by and you still don't have an onboarding process for volunteers or three years go by and you still, or if you do, it's not that great because guess what? Your unique talents and strengths weren't that. And that's okay. Okay. Your unique talents and strengths were whatever your bag of experience and what, what, you know, talents you were given to this world. So, if it's working one on one with people, that's your talents and strengths. If it's being strategic, that's your talents and strengths. But just your thing that are your talents and strengths is enough. We need you sitting there. Maybe you're a spokesperson for your organization and you're going out and you're selling your organization to people. We need you doing that. Okay, so then I get what you're going to say to me next. You're going to say, cool, Rebecca. I would love to just do that, but who's going to do the rest of this stuff? Well, this is just a mindset change for you. I'm not saying that you're not going to do all this stuff. In fact, I hate it. Every time I hear like, you need to delegate, you need to find volunteers to do that. Like, okay, that's nice, but they're not there. Okay. And it's us at the end of the day, having to do stuff. So I'm with you on that. And yes, did I muck stalls at my nonprofit while also running all the sessions and all this stuff? Yes, in the beginning I did until I was able to get volunteers and get mentors and get everybody else doing that stuff so I could do the strategic stuff. But it's more of a mindset thing. This is the nuance here. You need to at least be in the mindset that you're not supposed to be doing all of this stuff. When somebody comes to you and say, you should do that, your first question back should say, what does that look like? So I understand our organization should have a development director. I understand our organization should have social media campaigns. I understand what does that look like? How could we get that done without me? Like you can get uh, consultants or contractors off Upwork or Fiverr to do a whole social media campaign for you. And you might pay like a hundred bucks, 150 bucks. Isn't that way easier every time you need a campaign for them to do some social media templates for you for 150 bucks? Just don't jump to the solution. Don't jump to you having to do it. You're gonna take up so much time. Somebody on Fiverr or Upwork where this is their talent to give the world, their talent is to do social media campaigns. Their talent is to do impact roadmaps. Their talent is to do grant writing. Their talent, get them to do it. The 150 bucks was totally worth it. And now it's off your plate. You're always going to call that person when you need it. Okay. Now your next thing to me is like, great. That would be great. We don't even have 150 bucks. Okay. If that's the truth, if you don't have any budget for anything, I'm telling you, your first course of action is to figure that out. Okay. So your key activities as the uh, nonprofit director is what's our sustainability plan? How are we getting funding? Let's get really creative about how we can bring in funding. We're not doing any of these things until we get funding. So all of my, or maybe you need to actually serve people. So you're gonna serve like five people and The rest of your time, 75% of your time is going to be gathering case studies of those people, what you're doing, uh, tweaking your processes, understanding how you serve that population, how could you do it better. And you're going to show people how dedicated you are to getting it right. And then you're going to earn funding for the five people you're serving rather than we're going to serve 50 people and never get the funding always letting people in the door for free, never getting our social media campaigns together so nobody knows why we exist, never doing our impact roadmap, never getting our fundraising plan together because now we have all these people and we can't tell them no and did it. No. Okay? Even if you have 50 right now and you really need to scale back, it's fine. That's what I did. I went from 25 kids to five kids till I got all of my stuff in order and then I understood how it was a replicable model and I licensed that model across the U.S. Okay? So, I was able to cut back, serve only five kids, and it ended up making it so that I could serve kids across the U.S. Yes, you stop serving for a little bit of time or you reduce your serving for a little bit of time so that you can serve way more. And I never had to go to those 25 kids and say, sorry, you know, we're shutting down because I didn't prioritize fundraising and we can't afford to have you here. We're shutting down. Okay. So if you want to stop yourself from ever having that conversation, you need to get this other stuff in line okay but you don't need to think that you need to do it all so when you sit at a board meeting when you understand all this stuff that nonprofit directors should have in place you step back and you say okay i am building a culture where i have a team to do these things where there are people that are way better than me at doing these things so that i can stay in my sweet spot and if we don't have the funding and we don't have the volunteers and we don't have the talent to do those things That's the solution you're solving. You are not getting on Canva and making a campaign. You're not getting into your books and starting to figure out how you do accounting. You know, you are, and yes, should you have like some idea of how things run? You should. Okay. But it would be better if you got an expert to come in and then they showed you how things run so that if they weren't able to be there, you could do that. Okay. So it's just a mindset. How are we getting there? Push it back to the board. How do we get there? There's a lot of things we need. Which one do we prioritize first? How are we going to get this money? Number, number, year number one is going to be about getting funding. Um, what does my time look like? Guys, we just talked about how we need to do all of this stuff and we have no funding for it. So are we all on the same page that I'm going to do very little programmatic stuff and all like gaining funding stuff, going out and being a spokesperson and getting that. Okay. So just try as an executive director to not believe that you need to do it all. Believe that there's a team of people that can be around you doing the things that are not in your sweet spot. Believe you should stay in your sweet spot and know that you're actually hurting your mission and hurting those you serve if you just jump in and do all the things. Even while you're doing the things, like when I sat there mucking stalls because I was the only one that was able to muck stalls, the whole time I was strategizing, volunteer training, volunteer recruitment, I was like, I should not be doing this. This is a horrible use of my time. So just be aware that it's not a good use of your time. Be aware of where you're headed, what your sweet spot is, what you want to do. What are all the gaps that you need? How are you prioritizing getting those? Like get strategic every morning, step back and make a list. How am I working on the things I need so that I don't have to spend times and things that are not necessary for me to do. So it's just a mindset thing. You can do the things because I know that you're going to have to, but be thinking about how to not do the things. All right. So, recap real quick. As founders, we need to not be too nice. Be able to set those boundaries. Know that you have a mission. You're going to stick to that mission. You're going to, only way you're going to build a movement for your cause is by sticking to your mission and getting laser focused and trailblazing. Okay. And people are going to come along once they know that you're focused. And yes, are there going to be people that, that it's not for them absolutely that's fine okay you want to know that do you really want somebody in your organization that like isn't gonna get value from your services or isn't gonna feel rewarded being a volunteer there no so you need to not be too nice and make sure that you prioritize the people that are that you're actually serving. And that means saying no to people and just getting focused. You need to get organized, okay? You need to have your documentation in order. What are you trying to do for who? What are your KPIs? How are you gonna get there? How are you gonna hold yourself accountable? What are the key activities you're working on? So that you don't just get caught up in the autopilot of the day and you do all the things and you never stop to think about it because all the things are on fire. Not okay because I'm telling you in five years, you will be doing all the things and you'll still have no budget. Let's get organized and at least you have a duty to put this stuff down on paper, especially if people are giving you dollars, like get this stuff down on paper so that people know all that you're about, okay, and that they can catch the fire for your passion. That can't be in your head and feel good about like take a big sigh of relief right now about not having to do all of this yourself. When somebody says you need to do something or when something's getting added to your to-do list, your immediate thought should be, how can I get this done without it taking up more of my time? Who could do this for me? How am I building a culture in an organization where it's not all dependent on me doing things that I shouldn't have been doing anyway? And honestly, I'm not good at build that habit. Okay. If this has been helpful at all, I really think you'll benefit from my secrets to running a nonprofit without killing yourself web class, which is completely free for you. You can access it at forpurposelive.com slash secrets and get immediate access right now. I want you to leave a comment with how you plan to overcome one of these barriers. Think of this as homework. Okay. You just took time to listen to something. Now put it into action. We all know that we retain things better if we put it into action. So Write a comment out of how you're going to overcome one of these barriers and stick to it. Okay. All right. Until next time, guys, thank you so much for your service to this world.